0: For seniors and New Yorkers living with disabilities, finding daily help to ensure they're able to live and thrive at home can be a major obstacle as a result of a workforce that hasn't grown to keep up with the demand. In order to expand the pool of home care workers, state lawmakers have proposed experimenting with 16- and 17-year-olds as personal care aides through the state's consumer-directed personal assistance program, a state initiative that enables people to hire and train their own personal caregivers. For more on the proposed demonstration program, as well as broader access issues. We're joined in the Capitol Press Room by Brian O'Malley, Executive Director of Consumer Directed Action of New York, which represents seniors and New Yorkers with disabilities as well as their caregivers. Welcome back to the show, Brian.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: So how does demand through the state's Consumer Directed Personal Assistance Program, or CDPAP to save some time, uh, compare to the supply of caregivers in New York?
1: Realistically, New York, whether we are talking about a more traditional version of home care or CDPAP, is leading the nation in a workforce crisis. So it is increasingly difficult for New Yorkers across the state, whether you are in the North Country or New York City, to find workers to fill the hours that are needed. And that is resulting in a crisis of care throughout New York.
0: And I have to imagine just by the fact we have an aging population that we're not necessarily looking to solve this problem based on the growth trends we're looking at.
1: No, this problem is only going to get worse over the ne- course of the next decade. You know, The baby boomers are not expected to fully hit age 65 until 2035. And so this growth will continue to emerge and the shortage will continue unless New York takes affirmative steps in the short term to begin to start to turn this around.
0: And if you're a New Yorker with a disability or you're older and you need some help to stay in your home and you're, you're looking for that personal caregiver but you can't find that person, what is the alternative?
1: The alternative is to either go without care or utilize family on an unpaid basis if you don't qualify for Medicaid. In in Medicaid, you can actually utilize family and they can receive payment for that through CDPAP. Outside of Medicaid, that's not an option. People are forced to quit jobs, forego other opportunities just to take care of loved ones or else they're forced into institutions at a much greater cost to the state eventually.
0: Legislation introduced in October would essentially test the ability of 16 and 17 year olds to serve as personal caregivers through a demonstration program that has a, a three year window to it. What do you think of this approach?
1: It's complicated because there are 16 and 17 year olds who we acknowledge are doing this today. Uh, they are taking care of mom, they are taking care of grandma, they are taking care of siblings. But when we turn it into a job, it takes on a different level of complication because we already have teenagers who we know are foregoing college, are foregoing trades Mm. because they are taking care of mom or taking care of grandma and they have that familial obligation. We have teenagers who we know are foregoing higher education or other opportunities because they need to be earning income For their family. These are complicated realities of the society we're living in. But when we combine those two factors, it adds even greater complications to these teenagers being teenagers and going out and pursuing options that can afford them greater opportunities as they become adults and realistically go on and become home care aides or potentially other opportunities in the healthcare care workforce or other professions.
0: Well, given the reality that there are likely 16- and 17-year-olds, if not younger New Yorkers who are helping care for family members or people maybe who might be close to their family, does it make sense to put some sort of umbrella that captures them so that they can get paid for this work?
1: Again, I I think it's very complicated. Mm -hmm. This is something that organizationally, when, when we saw this legislation, we put a lot of thought into as to where we are coming down. Because, yes, if people are doing this anyway, providing them the opportunity to get reimbursed for it and providing them the opportunity to potentially save for college is very tempting. But difficulties that go along with thinking about 16 and 17-year-olds doing this work, which oftentimes is not just difficult. It can be very intimate in nature. You are showering people. You are toileting people. And when you introduce 16 and 17-year-olds, that can take on different intonations than even an 18-year-old who has reach the age of majority and we have and we look at in a different way when it comes to some of these tasks and dealing with some of these tasks and you know we also looked at it from the perspective of consumers who were saying they would oftentimes be very reticent to actually have a 16 or 17 year old performing many of these tasks for them and so that in many ways was the overwhelming factor for us in making a decision on something that was very, very complicated and remains very complicated because it is going up.
0: Well, even if this bill became law tomorrow, it would not solve the, the broader home care needs for New Yorkers. So when you think about what could have a bigger effect, what is the policy that you might be pushing for in 2024?
1: You know, as we go forward, we want to continue to look at where we are spending money in our long-term care system and ask the question, are we spending this in the most effective ways possible? From our perspective, the closer those dollars are to the people who need care, the better off we are from a policy-making perspective. So does it make sense to have managed long-term care plans out there who are reaping billions of dollars in profits each year Or could we possibly be taking the money that we're giving those plans who are essentially administering personal care? They are administering CDPAP and home care and put that into another system where we go back and we say, you know what, maybe we need to relook at fee-for-service. Maybe we need to have care coordinators who are getting paid for the care coordination and we'll pay the rest of this in fee-for-service. Then we can pay the workers a higher income based upon fair pay for home care, get that wage to 150% of the minimum wage, which will attract a higher quality workforce as well as more workers. Because when you're actually paying more than the retail workers, the Amazon warehouses, and other fast food jobs, you can start to attract more workers to this industry, to this sector, and really build the Quality and numbers in the workforce that we actually need.
0: So when it comes then to the CDPAP agenda for 2024, is your focus going to be on how we prioritize existing state dollars or will you be looking for additional investments uh, on top of what the state already spends on home care?
1: I think that when we look at 2024, we're going to be looking at the dollars that we are spending and saying, can we put these to use in a better way? Can we take these dollars that we are currently giving to large for-profit health plans and put them to use to pay for the wages of home care workers to pay, you know, to make sure that these workers who are often exploited themselves have the ability to earn a living while building the workforce that we need for New York.
0: Well unfortunately we're gonna have to leave it there. We've been speaking with Brian O'Malley, he's the Executive Director of Consumer Directed Action of New York. Brian, thank you so much for making
1: the time. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be back. Support for Capital Press Room provided by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation. Communities across the Empire State have stories to tell. A roadside marker funded by the William G. Pomeroy Foundation can help your town or city educate the public, encourage pride of place, and promote local tourism. More about the Pomeroy Foundation's New York State Historic Marker Grant Program for 501c3 organizations, nonprofit academic institutions, and local, state and federal government entities at WGPfoundation.org.